0: But if you're if you're truly elite, you have to fiddle kids.
1: <laughs> and that's gonna be a quote, yeah.
2: Okay, here it is. This is the world's most bullish podcast, The Four Bs, brought to you by Mr. In, a.k.a. The Trillion Dollar Man mr Do- no dr evil 10 i never mess up on the intro i'm way past this i'm cool but maybe it's because we've got so many viewers we'll come on to that in a minute so uh dr evil 10 Percent, aka the people's champ and myself sir so Neverlook, aka the excellence of execution but maybe i got floundered because she's here but she's never here mrs no show no she's still not here I want to start off with a big fuck you to all of the crowds that have been listening (laughs) because they didn't listen at all. We said, don't comment, don't like, don't share. And what happened? Viewership tripled.
1: I know. know. We went from the week that we'd already 10x. You can't 10x. And then say, right, that's enough. We need to stay below the radar. And then we get a triple up. So someone broke the first rule of the four Bs. Don't talk about the four Bs. And so people are talking. talking. We're going to get cancelled.
0: What you've had, what we've got is a viewership of people who believe in fundamental freedoms, people who believe in, well, rights. Basically, a bunch of Nazis are watching us.
1: I like, oh, I heard <laughs> once you say the word freedom and uh, maybe the word yeah. speech next to it, it has to equal Nazi next. So yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. I think that's what really picked up on the algorithm. He used the N-word every five seconds yeah. and <laughs> all of a sudden... <laughs> We just went through <laughs> the roof because there are a group of people looking for some sort of, you know, some viewership. And yeah, we seem to have catered to them. So uh, the people's champ has gone and done it once again. I'll try and not say that word this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. so when, you, when, you, when you say the, the word the, the N word it, that starts to scare me I'm like well, did we say that and you're like did we oh, say that's, 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 fine like, yeah, don't, yeah. don't say the other one the other yeah, one's yeah. the N word <laughs> yeah I'm, and I'm definitely not going there yeah, yeah. definitely
2: not we're looking to uh, yeah if we're looking to get cancelled let's keep on doing the, the same thing that we have been doing
0: so, so it's here almost here. like not, it's almost like we've got a bit game of games, but, yeah, part yeah. four for um for um FTX and SBF. I don't know if we can call it that again. Uh, it's no, we need a never-ending to... story. Oh, no, we'll we need, we'll we find out.
2: Yeah, we, we do need to pivot away, but unfortunately we may have to come back to it. And it's a shame because you know, here we record in the UK on a Tuesday evening, but tomorrow in 24 hours. We may have another revelation, which may even mean that we have to, I don't know, put up a bonus spot. And I'm saying it, I'm calling it right now. If he comes out in person on a story that we've got in the agenda today, it's going to be, it's
1: going to be huge. Yeah. Or maybe we downgrade him to like just an FTX weekly, which means he gets one Mm. Because uh, I must admit, like now that it's all come out, it's so much, shit came out in the first week it was genuinely really interesting how far this forward yeah. went but now nothing's going to really happen now for probably a number of years now, even if he gets charged you're gonna to have to wait for the court case all these things take years so really it's kind of you want to step away for two or three years see how this plays out and then you can have we've opinion. got a few
0: i think we've got a few interesting things this
1: week there One, is for that's become gossip and hearsay, and it's it's not that it's interesting. Piracy, yeah. the, the, the first yeah. things we came up with, they were massive and big. Now it's just, oh look, this fraudster who we know is a fraud did a little <laughs> bit more fraud. You're like, well, yeah. <laughs> kind of so well. uh, And I'd like to point out, we're still waiting for that sex tape. <laughs> yeah,
0: this, yeah. Well, do I don't know, know if
2: we're, we're, yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> Whole,
0: if I'm made to watch it with those things like on the Clockwork Orange, with the stretched out, I mean, if it comes yeah. out,
1: I will troll the whole audience and say, it, "There's a new episode of the Four Bs," and all it would be is that sex tape on repeat. <laughs> 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 Won't be any of a... yeah. us. Anyway, and actually, and by the way, I've I've got a little bit of a commitment um, to the people watching and listening. Is that if you are watching at least, I will actually edit better now. Because our viewership is actually quite high, specifically because before I think our main uh, people listening were on the podcast platform. But now yeah. that the majority has moved to YouTube, I'll make more of an effort with the visuals. So as we're going through the stories, I'll actually throw the stories up on screen. I'll actually spend more time in editing. At least that's what I'm saying now. And it's nine o'clock. When we finish at 11, I'm doing this past midnight. Maybe I've changed my mind. So our viewers will know whether the stories pop up or not. I mean,
0: you've got two sides to this. You've got one, it cuts into your masturbation time. And two, you don't have a job. Lucky, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't have a job. It's
2: also about how much whiskey you've drank by that point as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. That is always the funny thing. I, I want to get it up and out the way. And I've, I've edited every single podcast quite drunk yeah yeah <laughs> the more complicated <laughs> the editing gets the more probably haphazard the, the things are going to get but who knows that's my commitment i've said it i wanted to say it live so now if i don't do it i can get called out
2: yeah there
1: you go. Story
2: one. yeah let's do that and uh let's start off breaking news with a good yeah with a good good feel story right Fidelity opens its doors to Bitcoin and Fidelity being one of the largest players in the space of financial services can only mean one good thing, that others will join, copy and follow, right?
1: Yeah, they seem to be one of the biggest kind of economic financial platforms that is embracing Bitcoin. So they've already got uh, a pension fund or is they say in America a 401k plan and mm. that got a lot of scrutiny and they've been saying that they want to open up just trading um, around Bitcoin now we obviously are talking about paper Bitcoin here I don't think they yes. allow custody and all that but what it does do is I did a little digging around uh, like how big Fidelity really are and all that type of stuff and they have 83 million total accounts and 10 trillion Assets under management. So these are big boys. Yeah, they very, very big. And uh so that's essentially a platform now that has $10 trillion worth of assets on it. That now those people, there's a proportion of those people that probably want exposure to Bitcoin. And yeah. just as we discuss on here, are oh, they don't want to take custody, they don't want to go onto a Bitcoin exchange and buy Bitcoin. They just want to use the financial platform they use today that they have their Amazon and their Apple stock and their pension on. And that, and if they want 1% exposure to Bitcoin, now they can do it with a click of a button and buy some Bitcoin. So it's it's yeah, it's, it's quite big up, news.
0: Could you end up with a situation like FTX where they're hmm? selling paper Bitcoin but not backing
1: up with actual Bitcoin? Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. And, that, and that's probably what's happened with Grayscale. Because Grayscale other place to buy paper Bitcoin at the moment. And it looks like maybe they weren't backing it one to one. And even if they were, maybe they lent some of it out to some trading platforms and then suddenly they lost the proportion of it. Who knows how that all comes out in the wash. But yeah, the the downside is that maybe Fidelity end up pretending to inflate the supply of of Bitcoin via creating paper Bitcoin that doesn't exist and it all comes crashing down. But in this in the short term, you gotta be positive and go, there's 10 trillion dollars worth of assets there that now could move into bitcoin if they wanted
2: For some new listeners it's probably worthwhile just briefly covering what we mean by paper bitcoin as opposed to you know actual bitcoin which you would purchase on an exchange so with an exchange you are fundamentally buying the bitcoin and you can take self-custody off it Whereas with paper Bitcoin, similar to uh, stocks and shares, because once upon a time, you used to actually get a physical certificate to state that you owned those shares. Whereas it's just kind of in principle, paper Bitcoin, you own a proportion of that Bitcoin. As we say, um, you probably can't take self-custody, especially whilst it's in the, uh, the 401k but you have a a right or a claim to the proportion of Bitcoin. Now if everybody tries to make, take a run on that uh Bitcoin, that's probably where we may see things unfold and ultimately they may not be able to cover it
1: Yes yeah, it's, it's, it's mm. basically it's an IOU isn't it you
2: Yeah
1: because whenever but, there's no withdrawal if you can't withdraw to your hardware wallet then, Essentially, it's naive. So on, on your screen within Fidelity, mm. it will say you own 0.1 Bitcoin, half a Bitcoin, whatever. But you, you don't really know if there's half a yeah. Bitcoin behind that. And, yeah. and obviously, the, the biggest concern, even if it is backed, let's just say it is all backed, they're completely compliant and, and trustworthy, one to one. it could still get stolen from you because when a government could pass a law or a regulation, And they can freeze that account. They can steal that that Bitcoin. They can steal those assets. So for anyone listening, do not sign up for the Fidelity to go buy some Bitcoin. It's purely an interesting story for the fact that ten trillion dollars worth of money can now buy Bitcoin. But do not do that. You know, I would. This could be.
0: This could be like I suppose the mark of what the next um, bull market will look like. Paper Bitcoin puts up to top to the top, but then it also will be what causes a bear market in the crypto winter. and it'll come crashing back down to earth when everyone's like, I want my Bitcoin and they can't get it.
1: Mm. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good shout. But it is fun. Paper Bitcoin could be the next bull run.
0: And Mm. it is fun. You know, we've talked about it, you know, what on earth could happen next time, shit coins, NFTs. But, you know, I think the popular opinion is that shit coins are pretty much done now, you know, after what's happened in these various crashes, NFTs, they're worth bugger all even the ones which are selling for millions i think they're down to tens of thousands and fundamentally this idea about fidelity whilst it's good publicity it is fundamentally fear you don't control it you don't hold it you don't know what it is it's the same as holding um sterling or pounds where someone actually is probably manipulating your supply yeah it, it
2: becomes a little bit too easy Um, It's like proof of mining, proof of work, isn't it? And if if it's too easy, it can certainly be manipulated uh, by the likes of Fidelity and others. And it will easily be replicated by others. And they'll see it as an opportunity to get a quick buck. Now, equally on the other side, and this is the cynic in me, they may be buying Bitcoin on the other side. Uh, and then holding that Bitcoin and then just simply say well we'll give you Fiat in exchange So that could be the offset. well we won't give you the Bitcoin but we'll give you the we'll give you the money uh, for it and then they hold the Bitcoin because ultimately that's where the true
1: value lies yeah that's what they should be doing that's that's yeah. the fidelity offer is every time someone goes on and buys a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin they will buy that off the market. Yeah. So the the whole kind of the the bullish story of this is if ten percent, so one trillion, buys some Bitcoin, that is a trillion dollar buy of mm. Bitcoin, and that is bigger than the entire market. So we get a double up, probably more like a quadruple up, yeah. if that was happened just on Fidelity's assets. Correct. So uh, that's that that's where it is. It's a such a large amount of money, yeah. and uh, and really ten trillion is about the same market size of gold, which is kind of that's the secondary boss isn't it you know we want to overcome the the gold boss overcome that overcome that market cap and once we're over that it's pretty much clear water all the way up to the us dollar so yeah,
0: but yeah the targets surely you know maybe this may like i said it's starting to become a bit, bit clearer that the next bull run or um harbing will coincide with um Fidelity, Vanguard, all the big investment companies coming into paper Bitcoin, pumping up price, but it's just what form it takes. We'll have to wait and see.
2: Well, pensions need something, don't they, really? Because stocks uh, are on their ass right now. So they're looking for where can they get yields from? And, And I guess they'll be betting on people moving into this market as a as a form of liquidity and getting extra extra money
1: yeah go on then should we move on to the middle of the agenda which essentially is the ftx African in show? That's, that's
2: what you're all here for that's what you want you know Let, let's skip
1: the uh, starters let's get into the mains yeah, it's probably in the thumbnail i don't know what the thumbnail will be yet but it's probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's,
0: it's, it's lots of this is. So the next around, story is it? a rumour which has been flicking around and been trying to work out whether it's actually true, whether it's still going on. I think we talked about it less, last week in that um, SBF um, was lined up to speak at a conference with, was it Zlinski? Yeah. Who's... Oh, Yellen. Yellen. Yellen.
1: Matt yeah. Yes.
0: and um, Larry Think. And he's confirmed that he'll be speaking. Um
1: with well, who's Andrew Sorkin? He, he's the host, so he he's basically the um cause the thing is like there's loads of people. I guess all those people we just mentioned are going to be at the event, being being spoken to. But he's being interviewed by yeah, Andrew Sorkin. He was um a CNBC or MSNBC um kind of anchor, so he's an, he's an interviewer. So he be so the whole whole proposition why Sam was going. Was to be on a panel and and to be interviewed by Andrew Sorkin and talk about who knows what they're going to talk about. Well, um, be wise think, regulation um, needed? Yeah, well, it's going to obviously <laughs> whatever they were about to talk about. It's, I didn't think he would be even going at the time when we 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 were talking about it last week. It was rumored he was under arrest somewhere in Barbados. Clearly, he's he's free enough to join this event in... They're clearly going to have to change their questions because it can't be, oh, you're Mr. Regulation, you're Mr. How You Do Crypto, right? He's basically on the run and owes $10 billion worth of funds. The fact that he's willing to speak publicly, if I was his lawyer, I would be screaming at him going, do not do this. You're going to say something libelous and he's going to sink you further. Yeah, He said
0: all these things. It doesn't matter. He funded I the Democrats so point. much and he was washing money, they can't touch him. I feel
2: like he will be there, but he'll be there via video link, because yeah. if he oh, was yeah. to come back to uh well, go to New York and be on American soil, away from the Bahamas, you know, again he just puts himself up for arrest immediately. Yeah. Um He's being wise, you know, kind of use that loosely by keeping his head down and staying in the Bahamas. Uh, Some say that he was fleeing or trying to flee to the Middle East uh, where there's no extradition laws. But, you know, he's also putting himself in personal, direct personal danger because people have lost thousands, if not millions, you know, everyday, everyday people. Who are screwing right now, especially when times are already hard. You've got Christmas coming up, bills going through the roof. Whack him off. I'm sure everyone else would probably club together to pay for you to get out of prison. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting if he does
0: try to do it. Yeah, I think be arresting. I kind of do wonder whether that's actually happened because it doesn't even seem to be to- getting talked about.
1: Not Whereas at
0: all. I think you talked about the threat of individuals who have lost a lot of money, life savings. I think that's a much bigger threat for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. We obviously think he's a bit of a protected guy and he's got high-up connections, but his interactions with the press since this has all happened have only damaged those relationships, surely. You know, the, mm. the screenshots of the text messages we saw last week and then whatever he's going to say tomorrow... He's just so loose-lipped. He's exposing the whole scam, saying that he only said these things to people liked him, gave him money, and trusted him. He didn't believe in any of it. But the thing that goes against that, despite what you said, is our next story from the Wall Street Journal, where the headline for the story about Sam is that Sam Bankman-Fried's plans to save the world went down in flames. That's the headline they went with. Not that he stole billions of customer funds for his own frivolities and just kind of went crazy with it. It's, oh, he, this guy was going to save the world. What a shame that it didn't just, work out.
0: It's just a coincidence that he, FTX or other, he loaned himself between one and five billion and his parents have suddenly sprung up with a property portfolio. Just a big coincidence.
1: Yeah and he owns a half billion dollar stake in robinhood this none of this is his money and he and when this article came out the text messages of him admitting that the wokisms that he did were fake they were already out yet they still published this article when he admitted that all his kind of flamboyant uh kind of tendencies they were fake he he didn't intend to do any of them Yet they're still writing huge articles. And, and again, if you are not a Bitcoiner and you're not in this space and you're just a normie, you read this story, your takeaway from FTX, yet again, I think we said this last week, would be, oh, that Sam guy was a nice guy. Shame he made some mistakes winning his exchange and couldn't save the world. And that is not what happened at all.
0: I think you're sounding like um, a conspiracy theorist. This isn't what this show's about.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and well, I love Elon Musk's response. He's number one, right? His reply to this is Wall Street Journal giving foot massages to criminals. Like, boom, there you go. From from the owner of Twitter, from the richest man on the planet himself. You got <laughs> he's you willing got to got put Sailor.
0: himself You've got Sailor responding to him. What is it? Sam counterfeited billions in tokens via securities fraud, inflated that by billions more via accounting fraud, seized billions from customers via banking fraud, corrupted the establishment with the dirty money, then panic sold billions and stolen Bitcoin to crash the market. And you've also got Dan Held, which is very simple fact check, he never wanted to save the world.
1: Yeah, Sailor's there as well. He replies to his own tweet saying, It was never a plan to save the world, it was a plan to steal the world.
0: Yeah, and you've also got Corey at Swan Bitcoin. Who um, I think put a screenshot of one of the techs up. So I feel bad for those who get foot by by this dumb game we w- Westerners play, where we all say the right Shabalovs, um, and so everyone likes us. I just don't know how long the media and press can keep on going with this for. But I suppose it's just going to disappear soon, so they won't have to.
1: Yeah, they've done the whitewashing already, haven't they? Provided they all do their one story covering the FTX crash. It's all about what the headline it, it says and um that they've they've chosen like most people don't read the articles right if you read the article it does go into some of the fraud but most people just read the headline and click off and um, or just see it as they're scrolling and they'll just think oh the FTX guy is going to save the world that's nice of him and it's just it's just an outright lie and yeah you know, this is what we said when it very first came out let's see how the media and then the regulators treat him and so far he's been treated like one of the boys. One of the insiders. like so, suspected. as a kind of comparison, oh, I think you... Is your microphone working?
0: Sorry, yeah, I just hit my mute button by accident. Is,
2: is that picture
0: of him semi-jacked? Real? No. <laughs> no. I think it's just some bitcoiner or just someone taking a piss has
1: put it up and it's just a bit of a meme. Yeah, he's
2: yeah.
1: been the, training the in the Bahamas. Yeah, the picture of, of him that you've seen him jacked, it's in the article, but his body is very different in the article. No,
2: what, is- what I mean by is, was that ever out? So I, oh, I know he doesn't look like that.
1: Oh, he no, it was must- never in the article. Like that was just screenshotted afterwards. Uh,
2: okay, cool, cool. They,
1: they did, they, they're not, they're not whitewashing that much by the I, 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 I him was yeah.
2: gonna say, because to the average person that has never seen him, yeah. Them thinking that he looks like that, I was just like, oh no, this is too much now. Yeah. Nah. 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 But
0: I think, kind of like, final thought about this one is um, Bernie Madoff was sent to prison within 24 hours when his fraud That's was right. exposed. Whereas now we're on, what, three weeks or three so? weeks. With yeah, Sam freed. And um, he's still not in prison. Otherwise,
1: he'd be getting passed around like cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Russell Wright as well, isn't it? You know, when he's doing Silk yeah. Road, the second they caught him, Silk Road, he went to prison, no bond, no bail, never saw mm. the light of day, and got sent into yeah. for two hundred years or something crazy in there. Yeah. What? What? Normally, people connected to Bitcoin or crypto, they throw the book at you yeah. straight away, and obviously, normally you are flight risk as well.
0: Yeah. And like someone like Sam
1: is absolutely a flight risk. He still has the means to disappear. So you would go and get him straight away. And the fact that he's still hanging around and confident enough to do talks at random events is just, just shows how comfortable he is going. Now oh, I'm just going to chill in Barbados. I know no one's coming. And it, mm. why does he have that confidence? Yeah.
0: And he's got the billions probably to have his private security so no one can touch him as well. And yeah. again, you know, in the US where people just carry guns like
2: you carry your phone in your pocket, it's strange to me that he would ever try to put himself in that position, security or no posi- uh, no security.
0: Yeah. Well, m- maybe he's going to get jacked, grow a beard, shave his head, I and mean, then it'll be unrecognisable. Yeah. Okay. Uh...
2: yeah i was going to say that the next story is really interesting right so did they buy a bank as in ftx they invested 11 and a half million into a, a bank called farmington state bank which was the 26th smallest bank in the country with only three employees with a net worth of around 6 million but was this just a front, within order for them to be able to launder money through
0: with no, no one knowing? It it's a viable investment. It seems like <laughs> good investment to um invest eleven point five million dollars into a bank which is worth six million. Nothing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to see here. Yeah.
1: Well, the thing is, having having started a bank myself in Puerto Rico, I do know one of the hardest things in the US to get hold of is a banking license so i don't know why the net worth of this bank says six million i'm, I'm guessing that's just that's how many funds they had or whatever but mm. because ftx are based in barbados them getting a us banking license would be impossible no, there's yeah. no amount of money that they could pay to get it you have to be based in the us in some shape or form uh to have a us banking license so the fact that's why this is so weird so how did FTX essentially gain control of the U.S. bank? It was a tiny one, but it meant they had a U.S. banking license. Yeah. And what that enables them to do is a whole host of financial maneuvering within the U.S. completely legally, because they could do it through Farmington State Bank. And when someone suddenly went, what the fuck are FTX doing in the U.S.? They're not allowed to do all this type of stuff with U.S. customer funds. They could go, uh, uh, uh. It's been passed to our subsidiary, Farmington State Bank. They have a U.S. banking license, and that's completely legit. So mm-hmm. I'd imagine what we have uncovered here is something they were planning to do in the years to come. They were going to do some dodgy playing of games. Well, on... It
0: looks on... like they're starting to um, wash money through it, but it hasn't got up to massive totals yet.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, This is a great way of getting money from Barbados into the U.S., you know, they yeah. literally had their own bank. So, see, so yeah, who's running I the Ford team? Who's running the compliance team? FTX are running both. They're both see, ends.
2: Yeah, I get this part in terms of buying the bank and then washing the money through here. But what I still don't get then is why are, why are the media still continuing to pump these false narratives out? Because, you know, it's all there plain to see. And it may have started off, absolutely legit in terms of their business it's turned out that it's not legit they've bought a bank they're then laundering the money through but
0: why aren't people calling all of the these details out in terms of connecting the dots
1: well it's the type
0: of media. so i'm (laughs) guessing the people who report at the new york times it seems to be literally got your religion a democrats (laughs) you got your religion b republicans and And it's literally like he's been washing money for the democratic government, and so those people like Washington Post won't report on it. I mean, New York Times, I'm guessing since they reported on it, they're, Repu- they're Republican-backed. That'd be my guess anyway. Mm. Um, but the money
2: he was given was to Democrats in the end, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. the
0: Republicans are going to report on it, whereas the Democrats, like I said, it's just it's just another religion, isn't it? Yeah. Politics. So they're like, didn't happen, like um, what's his name, Hunter Biden, didn't happen, but there's there's videos of it and those pictures didn't happen. That's a conspiracy yeah. theory-, theory. It's the same as this. It's like he's linked to the yeah. Democrats. He funded them, so it didn't happen. Yeah, and they're in power, so what they says goes. And I guess
1: that's why you need shows like this to bring you the real. Yeah, because the thing oh. is, it's even this. Like, not only like, why are they not covering this? The big story is how did they gain control of a U.S. bank? Because the mm. US bank, to get a banking license, that all needs to go basically to the FBI, to the IMF, to the Fed. Yeah, it's massive. You have to go to the top of the top to get a US banking license, right? It's why this one, the twenty-six smallest bank, and only have three employees, is because that's how hard it is to get a banking license. There's literally just probably less yeah. than 50 banking licenses in the US. So these are the ones that had them. And somehow, FTX, a Barbados company, managed to put basically take complete ownership of that that bank well i imagine that's what it would have, had to have gone to the fed and to the government to authorize this investment so the guys yeah. that are all that are responsible for reporting on this now are the same ones that essentially allow it to happen so of course they're, 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 how did it happen i can guarantee it's probably part of the donation that he made why it was so big was here's a donation what do you want in exchange well by the way we're looking to invest in farrington state bank maybe let that investment go through they go okay they take with one hand give with the other so when it comes out that's what's happened of course they don't use the state-run media who report on it and call it out they're the ones that allow it to happen in the first place this this, this stuff doesn't happen by accident this isn't incompetence this is 100 conspiracy that this this yeah. happened on purpose, and is a sign of bribery because there's no way a Barbados owned company should be able to buy a US bank. It should be impossible. It's what do they call it in?
0: A, I was just going to say, what do they call it in America when they um, bribe politicians and political parties to get your agenda? They call lobbying. it it's a donation. No, it's not donation. Lobbying. They call it lobbying. So they call it lobbying in America. It's fine. It's lobbying. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it's hilarious that yeah bribery has an official political term in politics.
2: We're lobbying our We're thoughts lobbying. as to how things should be run. And here's a check to, yeah. to you know, our appreciation for it. And um, the, the reason why I was just going to cut in there. So uh, do you remember Monzo Bank, they failed to get their US licence initially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, UK business, millions of customers legitimately ran, tried to open up in the US, it failed initially, and then slowly but surely, they've they managed to do it. But that had been going for years mm-hmm. until it actually was able to do so. You know, again, it's easy with hindsight. But FDX came out of nowhere 2019 and to then have been able to fast forward at this uh, pace and speed it's like the money was coming in but equally the money was going out because it was greasing all these palms yeah um, is
1: not, uh, it's the fastest company to run ever isn't it because normally yeah. when you open up a bit of a fraudulent company you're just kind of being fraudulent with your profits or with customer um, investments. Like we saw Tharanos get sentenced to 11 years. And she only raised, she raised, I think, less than a billion or something. Mm. And a 32 billion valuation. But all she could go fraudulent with was the money she raised from VCs. But the genius thing about having an exchange is that not only do you get VC money to be fraudulent with, you get customer funds. People just give you tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars that you think, well, they think you've invested for them. And he was taking yeah. those, so that's why he had just so much money because his mon- his whole business was, I'll look after your money and hold investments for you, and he was just taking all that out the back door as well. That's why he just got so rich so quick.
0: Um, I was just going to say one point just on the banks, we kind of strayed a little bit away from it. So the deposits were 10 million, which I'm guessing is at any one point, any time in kind of an average, whereas. In Q3, there are $84 million, um, yeah. dollars, so over eight times as much. And this was in its infancy. So it would only just, you know, started this kind of like fraud going. So you kind of think, <laughs> what would have happened in two years' time? How much money would have been going oh, for yeah. this bank? And yeah. it was from four new accounts where the majority of this money came from. So it wasn't existing. It wasn't just, oh, by chance, a billionaire who banks with Fangdon Bank started depositing. It was oh, I was four new accounts, lots of money yeah. coming. Yes, yeah, that would have been Mark. the inside That's circle, was not
1: it? Caroline's yeah. mum and Caroline's dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, one of the things I was going to say as well is perhaps you know the VC companies that have invested also has a hand to play in this because. If it's seen as though they are, um, if they haven't, which we know they didn't, do their due diligence properly, then it looks bad on them. But if the story has continued to be portrayed in this way, no one kind of calls them out to say, well, hold on a minute, this money that was probably invested again from client funds and how you've profited to get to this point was then given to this man who's a crook, and you didn't do your job properly. So uh, I, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of happy to brush this under the carpet. Ultimately, yeah,
1: yeah. There are there are some big investors. I mean, have you seen Mister Wonderful? Forgotten his yeah. name? Yeah, Paul. He's coming out uh, trying to brush uh, this. Yeah, he, he he was a big investor in FT, um, FTX and also. Um, oh
2: kevin o'leary kevin o'leary sorry yeah
1: him, yeah mr wonderful yeah. kevin o'leary yeah so he, he's been he I'm has just... been doing the same yeah he's he's been trying to brush under the carpet very much and going on oh, no. and and it's rumored that he even uh during the crash had raised eight billion dollars worth of investment to save FTX, and that only fell through when the truth started to come out about the fact that FTX for 10 billion in the hole, and Sam had been gambling all customer funds, and there was basically nothing left. So if you put yeah. 8 billion in, all you're doing is paying back customer funds that Sam had gambled in the last year. So what are you doing? Gonna let him gamble your eight billion. So every penny got pulled, apparently. Mm. It's all this is Twitter rumour and unconfirmed, but publicly, Kevin O'Leary has been very kind of muted at the very least. I, I would expect him you know, based on his shark tank kind of reputation to be going hell for level at Sam, being very angry, throwing him under the bus, demanding he be arrested. And instead, he seems to be very calm, very much, it was a bad investment. I take the L, we move on. I still think there's a future for Sam in this space and crypto is still going to do great. I go, how has he got over losing hundreds of millions so quick? Something tells me, Someone else is going on behind the scenes. Has, has he been made mm-hmm. whole somewhere? Has Sam managed to go, Kevin, don't worry. I've got your money over here. Just it's in this account. I can, you don't tell anyone you got it in this account, but here's the number for it. It's in a random Barbados bank account. It sounds... Yeah, the, the, this whole thing, everyone that is positive about FTX or Sam, it just reeks. It just doesn't week of sincerity that it doesn't follow what they their normal personality traits, which just means yeah. I think they've been paid off and they're not being genuine. They're not being authentic. It's true. So we've got a story here. One of yours So never look. Ah, uh-huh, yes.
2: So this was an interesting one, right? So uh, so someone had leveraged themselves uh, and was actually negative 157,000 Pound one hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars Uh so owed FTX money and tweeted this. Now, this tweet has gone on to get just under thirty thousand likes and uh just over a thousand retweets. He's claiming that, you know, ha ha, I don't have to pay that back. But has he shot himself in the foot? Because ultimately, Eric Zhu has now exposed the fact that he could be lined up by the creditors to then have to pay this back because they know that this is funds owed to them, which would then ultimately go to the people that have lost money in FTX. Sorry,
0: it goes to the people who have lost money? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I think we know yeah. it'll go to the administrators yeah. on their yeah. hefty expenses well
2: well, the administrators that should be doing their job correctly to give those that have lost their money back but this properly. guy,
0: so have you clicked on this guy's profile, Eric Zhu yeah he's 15 no, I <laughs> he's 15 so I'm like he's Charlie yeah I don't think so Zamar. <laughs>
1: do yeah, you
0: think he's, he's changed that though
1: yeah i, I i'm i pretty sure it's just a troll but um yeah. I, I don't think you can go that far negative in an account but it, it's an interesting thought experiment because i'm sure there are some people that did have negative balances on ftx who knows the things the, the, the thing that i've heard about ftx is it was actually extremely well coded so it's the thing that you can kind of give to sam he seemed to be the the lead developer on the platform it did, did seem to be extremely robust so allowing people to go 157 grand in the in the red, I don't think you could do that on FTX. You can do it on certain platforms when they make mistakes, mm. um, and you could let, let some 18 year old kid kind of start his account with 10k, run it up to two or three hundred k, and then slam it back down into minus 157, and then good luck getting that money back. You know you're going to be phoning up some 18 year old kid in America, going, "We want 157 grand." He's going to go, "Dude, I work in McDonald's." Yeah. You're not. yeah uh, 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 you can have your money but it's going to take me 12 years and they're like Shit. so I think his platform was actually extremely robust but it does bring up the thought experiment of what would happen if you did and um and yeah what we've just said is would be spot on which is extremely stupid to admit it because yeah. the credit the, this essentially would be seen as an asset for the platform yeah. this is this is a debt that needs to be paid so the auditors and the creditors that came in they'd obviously be trying to see what the what the assets were and what the liabilities were, and any debts would be seen as assets. So this guy who owes 157, if this was true, they would have some of the best lawyers in, in, in the land coming after him to make sure he pays his debt, because they would be incentivized to do it, because like Dr. 10% just said, they'll be getting the money. It's very unlikely it gets as far as the customer. The customer is <laughs> way down the, the feeding tube there at the top of it sucking up all the food so um yeah they, they would they would be coming I mean, that, after you so the last thing you want to do is admit it you just got to hope that that the get lost
0: i was just going to say about that 157k that'd be some nice nights and some sweets that would be you know some lovely dinner some champagne as a celebration of getting my 157k plus you know trip to some bars and some titty yeah. bars yeah, we got the
2: 157k and this is how we intend to spend it. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: Through private booths in Miami nightclub.
2: Yeah, which is a great, great segue into our next story. I like what you've done there. It's like we've all of a sudden become professional. <laughs> Don't go that far. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, so uh so FTX were propping up the Miami scene in terms of you know, again, all your customer funds that you were plowing into it, they were out the back end living their life. Uh, so Miami is the party central, but was also actually trying to become the Bitcoin central or crypto central uh, hub for the US. Uh, you had the, was it the mayor of uh, of. Of uh, Miami was asking to, to be paid in Bitcoin or taking his salary in Bitcoin for a year or so. Naturally, you've got a the couple of payments towards, yeah. yeah, you've got the the Bitcoin conference as well. Uh yeah, That's the big year. That
1: that's the big that's one, isn't started, it? The Bitcoin conference that which is annoying, right? Because like shitcoiners yeah. essentially took this over, but it was it was during COVID, right? Mm. So the, the Bitcoin yeah, conference always happened in San Francisco because I've yeah. been for a couple of years before that and the conference was pretty small, you know, 100, 200 people. And then COVID happened all lockdown happened. And obviously they missed a year. I mean, they missed the whole of 20, might have even missed two years, might have missed 2020 and 2021. So then 2022 came along and they wanted to hold it in San Francisco, but they yeah. were still locked down, didn't allow events, but Miami opened up. They are obviously a, a red state, green Republican. are like, fuck all the lockdown rules. Do what you want now. No masks. Don't care about vaccinations. Just fucking do what you want. It was free. <laughs> so Bitcoin Miami happened and it was the freaking biggest event of all time. Like 20,000 people went. Biggest event in Bitcoin by a million miles. Yeah. All the reports that came out of it was as much as it was supposed to be about Bitcoin, not shitcoin, shit tons of shitcoin has went. And they were they were this is in the middle of the bull market, oh, the right? Fuckery.
2: The fuckery of shit coins.
1: Yeah, you know, your your favorite guy, Mayweather, was there pitching some yeah. bitcoins, pitching Mayweather NFTs and all that kind of shit. And then um, they were all there, like there were some bitcoins in the crowd booing him, but there's plenty of shit coiners going fucking, yeah, you go, bro. And uh no, do but,
2: you know what? I think it was 21 was because yeah, because I'm sure Mayweather was against Logan Paul that year. Yeah. And it, it coincided it was with the next the, day. Yeah, it was exactly. It was just like, oh yeah, I've got a fight the next day.
1: He did this on the Friday and I had a fight yeah. on the Saturday. He clearly wasn't yeah. taking it seriously. <laughs> he just, no. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm getting my years mixed up. Yeah. It, it, all-
2: it was getting paid on the other side always always round, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: And we weirdly he had some kind of Ethereum um fork on his shirt that went bust yeah, about two weeks later him and yeah. kim kardashian i think had it on a shirt for two weeks it went bust it was massive pump and dump and they're both being sued by it now it's, yeah, it's kind hard. of funny how quickly these scams unreal but but yeah this is where it all comes from right so it was all it basically came from ship and now there's a load of miami clubs that were are quite used to selling fifty thousand dollar tables that have bottle <laughs> service and the top shelf liquor and it was pretty much, they got used to it, and it's 95% men, all these crypto bros, and they just <laughs> disappeared. It's just desolate yeah. now in Miami. The whole crypto scene has died. And uh, yeah, because guess what? There wasn't Bitcoiners buying 50 grand tables. We're not fucking <laughs> stupid. 50 grand?
0: We're a table in uh, a club? Come on. A high, a high roller in Bitcoin with the holes in their shoes and, like, the holy jeans and their stinking, stretched, holy T-shirt. They're not going to spend 50K on um, a table. But maybe, maybe it's a call. Maybe this, um, this article is calling out to you, the trillion dollar man. They need your money in town. My 50 grand table.
2: Also, it was a signal for the
0: top as well, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. In hindsight, it's just so fucking obvious, isn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say, though, I, I've been... Quite fortunate to be able to travel to many places. And Miami, before all of this, has always been the one that I call out as being the most expensive place in the world that I've ever been to. Uh, So, you know, if, if things were expensive before, and then they know that people can afford because they've got Bitcoin, and naturally they'll inflate it because people are greedy to take advantage of them, yeah, God knows what they were making in the uh, in the good times.
1: Yeah, but it's just it's just sad in reality because you know people can make money in shitcoins, but you got to be smart. And you can just see that the people that were making money, the only money they took out, they spent on fifty grand tables in a nightclub. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: like dude, I really hope some of them actually bought actual real life assets like a house mm. or an house. at least they then got something to show for their shitcoining, but. I just know most of them didn't. Most of them just wanted to party and then held everything else in shitcoin. And it's gone down 995 percent now. And they're some just totally wrecked. They got some good some nights some, out of it. That's it. Some may
0: have taken my profits and um put it into things like BlockFi, tried to, to um get a return on it. Yeah. Oh.
2: oh, I see what you did. <laughs> thank but, you, thank um, you. Yeah, but before we do, we do we do that, I do think because Not only maybe these Lambo and, you know, Bitcoin bros are guilty of this, but we've seen the exchanges, we've seen miners um, and others just never actually kind of forecast and have that forethought that this isn't going to last for forever. And so they don't prepare for the bad times. They just think, oh, it's, it's all good right now. And we'll just continue to roll as is. Um, again, I don't really want to reference another uh, podcast, but I I will in in regards to um, Pete McCormack had a miner, like a a guy who was the head of a miner on his show. And, And as we know right now, miners are going out of business and the return on mining isn't great right now. But they were very, you know, they're, they're guilty of doing exactly the same. All the good times were there, they were making money tenfold and now they're bust or going bust. And it just makes you think why? Like, why don't you put some aside or why don't you invest a little bit better?
1: And it's every, every company in the world is going through the same thing. This isn't just Bitcoin or crypto. I think mm. Bitcoin is almost the only people that are slightly immune to it in the fact that we kind of just hold a lot of our net worth and cold storage. But if you look at the entire stock market, you know, what's happening to the biggest companies in the world right now, they're laying off 15 to 50% of their staff. And mm-hmm. where did most of those staff get hired? They got hired in the last five years. They didn't need to hire these people because they're proving they didn't need to hire them because they're now firing them again. But money was free. You know, credit was essentially free 0% interest rates and people just thought it was going to last forever. So, they just loaned loads of money, they hired everyone, and it was just risk free. They were just throwing it at the wall. And then eventually, the 0% interest rate stopped. And suddenly now it's five, six, 10, 15% to loan money. And oh, we can't keep lending now to pay for all these people. And reality hits, and suddenly everyone has to start cutting back. So it's easy in, in a bull market. And we've kind of been in, it's, at least for the stock market, almost like a 20-year bull market. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been eighteen <laughs> so, years or so, I think, when I checked. Yeah. So B- Bitcoin is like, we do have our little four-year cycles. We have like a one-year bull, bull market, and then three yeah. years of down, and one year of up. We we have ours nice and compressed. The, the, the actual stock market is like 20 years of up and 10 of down. 20 years mm-hmm. of up, 10 of down. It also
2: goes against the the kind of the rules of the game in the fact that debt is seen or was seen to be the right way to play the game. Hmm. And stocking large cash reserves, the likes of Apple do it, the likes of Berkshire Hathaway do it. And we kind of laugh at them because you're like, like, that money is just rotting.
1: Yeah, but to be fair. It's it hard rotted, to say, it, 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 it it rotted less fast than the, the stock market it, did this year. It,
2: exactly,
1: exactly. And so now
2: they are ready to continue to
1: yeah. now know, they'll start uh, they'll start spending money now.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, by
0: by by all the technology everything. and companies who are quite have they been looking at but being like, Oh too pricey. Now it's seventy
1: five percent off. Yeah. So,
0: um I've I was reading something about Michael Burry, so uh, I don't know. He's kind of a favourite, but also not. Um, and he talked around um, the fact that this whole stock market is a giant bubble at the moment. So it is mm-hmm. waiting for a massive pop. Um, and whilst I think we disagree with him, he does understand markets in the short term. So he's always very good at predicting because he'll see all the signs and go, it's going to pop, it's going to okay. pop. And I think he's exactly spot on here. It is a giant bubble. There's too much debt. There's too much um newly created money within the stock market and forced pensions etc so you're gonna end up with that big pop happening at some point and that's really gonna be when people go oh we are in a recession because it does seem to be a bit of a debate about that right now i don't think there's any debate we're we're there aren't
1: we oh but they still
0: like to claim we're not
1: (laughs) yeah well it's one of those isn't it it's like um it's like trying to get a lawyer to admit something, he just changes the definition of what the thing you're trying to say is. Because that's like what they did in America, isn't it? Like the official definition was two quarters of negative growth. But Correct. then they deleted that from where Investopedia, where that definition was, they had it deleted. So now the definition of a recession is just vague and it's subjective. And it's the US down government... to
0: about eight different measures, whereas there's actually um, <laughs> records of George Bush yep. and Bill Clinton both confirming. What the definition of a recession was taken on as in two
1: thousand. Yeah, but because it's politically not convenient for Biden to have that at the time, because he was about to go into his primaries, they went, Oh, we, we don't know what a recession really <laughs> is. We don't know the definition." And that, because I saw the interview, like the present, the, the interviewer yes, or yes. the journalist was even going, "Isn't it two quarters of negative growth?" And they went, "Some people may say that, but we believe it." And she just went on for five minutes and just waffled and you just go yeah they're not going to admit we're in a recession because it's not politically convenient to Biden right now Well, anyway let's get back to BlockFi
2: yeah let's do it so BlockFi we're in the firing line unfortunately for uh, for bankruptcy based yeah. on the fact that FTX was going to pick them up but it didn't because guess what the money was never there
1: yeah, we knew it was happening, didn't we? We mentioned. Yeah, that. we did. This is yeah. just the official. This is the final nail in the coffin. Them actually formally filing for Chapter Eleven. They are officially admitting they're bankrupt. It's done. It's over. And the numbers are shocking. So the the, mm. the rumors are they have one to ten billion in liabilities, which is a crazy high. Fucking range, by the way. I, I don't. I don't know how liabilities can be be varied by. 9 billion but anyway if you even if you just take 1 billion let's say they owe 1 billion they only have two, 250 million in cash so yeah. best case they have they are 750 million in the red worst case is there 9 <laughs> billion 975 million in the red
0: is this because they um they lent money
1: to people based upon cryptocurrencies which are flawed uh, no, it's it's it all links back to the same things, right? It links back to Luna, Three AC, Almeda, and then FTX for the final nail in their coffin. But it's the which literally the stories from about three months ago where the BlockFi were loaning out a lot of their money went to a company called Three AC, and Three AC basically had a huge amount of their portfolio in Luna. So when Luna went to zero, it took Three AC down, which suddenly went BlockFi went shit. We kind of gave you half of our customer funds.
2: Mm. And they just
1: went, well, we're bankrupt. You're not getting any of it back. <laughs> it just like, oh, shit. <laughs> you, you've lost <laughs> half of our customers' money. And then, yeah, the, the the savior of the day was Sam. And he came in and went, i save you. But in exchange for this 400 million loan, you have to move your... The last of your customer funds has to move to me. And then Sam gambled them away. But it looks like he didn't give all of it. They managed to keep 250 million because I think... They probably, unfortunately, the really sad thing is, if Blockfire had um, actually filed for bankruptcy before Sam had got involved, I can almost guarantee there would have been more money left. But Sam stole a yeah. load; he probably stole hundreds yeah. of millions of customer funds.
2: Um, why do you think it's taking so long for others to to collapse? Are they selling their Bitcoin? Are they just hoping and holding out for something else to happen? Because we know that there are more like this that um, that are out there just waiting to uh, to collapse, right?
0: Yeah. I could you've Could you have a condensed set of vendors? So, literally, we're losing investment companies, and there's still the demand to do this kind of business. Mm. So, therefore, you've got these companies just starting to onboard more customers and then making making up a shortfall that way.
1: Yeah, yeah they, they could well be. But it's, it's one of them where I think a lot of them are being found out once once people start withdrawing. That's always the thing, right? It's the whole, the classic bank run. So I don't know how many other big ones there are because there's Celsius, there's the gem, the Genesis, then there's this one, um, which, is obviously, um, which is BlockFi. And then, yeah, the biggie is Grayset Gale. Uh, mm. So, and so you- after that, they're kind of the biggies that were essentially behind the scenes of all these yield farming kind of companies. Th- these were the guys so it's almost like they're, they're almost, almost
0: an arm of um gemini isn't it so it's not the whole gemini company but it's an arm of it
1: yeah it's that's, that's genesis yeah yeah. Ah. yeah so it's one of them where i think a lot of them have already gone under but yeah i think some of them are just desperately trying to raise money and and just yeah they're probably zombie companies that are hugely in, insolvent but yeah preying mm-hmm. on new customer funds trying to provided they don't get a bank one If I do not get a load of withdrawals, then the fact they're insolvent isn't seen. So maybe they're smaller and they're going unnoticed, but if anyone just, if one person does a tweet about them, then suddenly it's going to shit shit up all their customers. They're going to try and withdraw, and then that's going to force them into insolvency and then bankruptcy. um,
2: Of which, actually, and it's not on the agenda, but um, if someone was to tweet this out and it started to become more and more like gain more and more momentum is mixer exchanges or companies where you can mix your bitcoin and uh, i've seen something where they were trying to potentially outlaw those or regulate those types of companies so that people couldn't do that and uh, and those companies potentially just just going out of business and and regulation affecting them.
1: Yeah. Well, Sam again was one of the guys leading the charge yeah. to ban that. Yeah, ban mixes, <clears throat> make everyone do a KYC AML type exchange. So you mean um, was it co- was it coin coin join coin join yeah CoinJoin, yeah, coin join sushi swap <laughs> yeah pancake. Yeah, the the whole like the DEXs so the decentralized exchanges where you can just go yeah <clears throat> yeah because i
2: guess that would have drove all of those customers over to him
1: yeah oh, yeah it's yeah it's one of those where you know we, we've seen it all the time in in various regulated markets one of the big reasons why you would push for regulation is not only to play nice with the big boys but it's basically to build a moat around you Make yeah. it really, really expensive. Make it that you can't even run an exchange unless you have a compliance team of 100 people. Straight away, just by doing that, it means the average person can't set up an exchange because mm. you need to be able to hire just 100 compliance people or you're not compliant. But yeah. once you're at FTX size, they can hire 100 people and just sit them in a corner to do nothing. They don't care. But what it does is blocks out all new entrants. They now yeah. have built a regulatory moat. It's what everyone does in regulation, what all the banks do. Why it's so hard to set up a bank because the regulatory vote (laughs) around setting up a bank is nearly fucking impossible. Why is it (laughs) impossible? It's not to protect consumers. It's to protect the banks. (laughs) They don't want competition, which is why. You know, you brought up an example before. Why why did it take Monzo years to get a banking license? Because they want it to cost millions to get one. (laughs) So you have millions just to get the licence. Yeah. And then once you've got the licence, now you need to fucking have a business.
0: Yeah, Revolut's another good other They had bears in a sketchy country at first, didn't they?
1: Yeah, that's what not yeah. you normally have to do, yeah, just to get started. Um, but yeah, going back to Blockfire, then, yeah. they've, they're essentially trying to sue Sam. This is one of the weird things, I mentioned this earlier, which is, obviously, that they're trying to recoup as much money as they can, and I'm guessing Sam has stolen hundreds and hundreds of millions, if not billions, from them, which is why they're suing Sam for $575 million, because that's what his stake in Robin Hood is. And uh, so they're just going, if he has that money, then we want it, which implies he's stolen at least that from them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be entitled to this, right?
2: Mm.
1: Uh, so he must have stolen a huge amount of money from them, and they want that back, which just goes into this whole murky waters of, well, Sam sprayed money everywhere. They they could sue Sam for his Democratic Party donation. You could sue him for the the apartment he's living in. Like Sam has assets all over the place, and, it's and uh, also which ones speed, are legit, which ones aren't, which ones can yeah, you sue for? Which proof ones
0: that, his, that his parents have got their money from him as well, which should put them at threat. And I'm sure it's hidden in many different bolt holes as well.
1: It's very strange. It's almost like the the money in FTX. And maybe the, the money in Sam's bank account seems to be up, up for grabs here. But if he's invested it in Robinhood, ah, oh, it's gone, gone. Don't know where it is. Yeah, he's like, no, we do know where it is. He has half a billion in Robinhood shares. He should be forced to sell those, and then the assets put in to the liquidation of FTX. But it seems like no, no, no BlockFi can go after them, which is weird because it, it sh- like, even BlockFi shouldn't be able to go after them. They, it should be. That's FTX money really. And because that's FTX customer funds. It literally is. That's someone's money that mm, Sam should not have put into that company.
0: But then BlockFi, it's customer money is well. it's just which one has the priority. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I I would well personally, I would pick that FTX needs to be made full first and then BlockFi come in second. But because they're almost like uh they're owed money. They're like a creditor. They're a Yeah. And um
0: and also it was always a risky idea, which I think was quite obvious.
1: Yeah, BlockFi need to make their own customers whole. It's their fault they gave it exactly. they gave away half the pun right at the last
0: minute. <laughs>
1: uh you gotta be so good if, if I must admit, like obviously so many people pitched uh, BlockFi, they were the lead fucking advertiser on so many Bitcoin podcasts. Yeah. And uh obviously all the Bitcoin maximalists were going, don't do this, do not use BlockFi, and then Oh, man, who knows? Like, who who knows what may have been the case if they'd have just freaking gone bankrupt two weeks before they did? Because if they had, maybe they'd have paid back, say, I don't know, fifty cent of every dollar. Maybe they've had mm. half of the money. Maybe they only lost half. But then Sam got involved, and they he freaking took the rest. And now mm. they're probably going to pay back two cents in the dollar instead of fifty cents. It's it kind of sucked, but you know, not your keys, not your cheese. You kind of that's the one. But, uh, but yeah, I love this tweet, right? So we're just going to leave the FTX bit here, but there's a tweet from a guy that I have no clue who he is, AOCo 2718 and He went, so BlockFi is a creditor to FTX that lent to Alameda, that lent to Emergent, which is a shell company owned by SPF that brought Robinhood shares that were pledged as collateral to guarantee to BlockFi the loan to FTX that was used to bail out BlockFi itself. Like, the snake eats its own tail then poops in its mouth. That's out if anything is it poop or is it puke a riddle for bankruptcy forensics <laughs> there you go yeah that, that is what we're dealing with right
2: in a nutshell it's exactly yeah. that But it if comes if to a this snake part.
1: eats its own tail and poops in its mouth what comes out is it poop or puke <laughs> that's where we are that's where we are with this like the, the money just going round and round and round it's it's stolen money guaranteeing more stolen money. It's literally yeah. it is the big short 2.0, isn't it? It's just yeah. There's, a, there's a bad it's... debt on top of bad debt, and then they loan it to more bad debt, and then they keep layering it on top. And you go, hold on, where, where's where's any of this money come from? It's all just bad yeah. debt. And it it's
0: actually is... crypto, which is meant to be the future of money, taking its lessons from fiat management and governments, whether printing their own money, it's taxing, and it's just absolutely insane, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's really sad. But um, I thought that was just a fantastic way of summing it up because it's just that's that's where we are. It's really confusing, and then you just go, "It's just a snake eating its <laughs> tail." Yeah. Okay. ten um, favorite story of the week?
0: Oh, well, I didn't even put this one in as well. Um, but it's, it's a bloody paywall.
1: <laughs> a bloody paywall, so it is. Yeah.
0: I kind of, this one really frustrates me because it's, let's let's increase the UK pension age because ultimately there's no money in the UK. There's never any money because we print it anyway. But they're putting up to 68 and you're kind of going, oh, for the state pension. You're kind of going, but the state pension isn't generated by the government. This is paid for everyone through all of their mm-hmm. life. Like right now, while well, two of the three of us are paying for our state pension because one doesn't work. I've paid more
1: fucking tax than you have, you cunt.
0: <laughs> that's because you have a trillion dollar man
1: about 10 <laughs> export taxes i i pay 10 lifetimes worth of tax bitch but because it's
0: not through <laughs> um, payye you're not entitled to state full amount of your state pension
1: yeah i know yeah fuck them guys um
0: but the fact is you've been paying for this for a whole year working life and they're ramping up they're taking away your retirement from you but don't worry the government gives you that state pension it's just it's just a giant fiat Ponzi scheme. And it's the most frustrating thing to look at because, you know, even for me, if I'm going through a normal lines of going, how am I going to retire? Part of that contribution will be the state pension because I'm entitled to it, but that'll be, you know, into my general pension pot. And yeah, it's, you're going to have to work potentially from when you're 16 to 68. It's 50, 52 years and pretty much you're going to be dead by then anyway. Yeah. I think that's what they're hoping for. People would die from um, working so long and not having any heating and, and having free, free money. soy burgers.
2: Yeah. And then it becomes free money to them. Uh And especially, I guess, in this day and age now where people are connecting less and less in terms of like having a spouse and a partner. And therefore if they don't have anyone to pass it on to, even easier for the government to claim so um you know as always the house wins doesn't it and it's all in their upside and as we will continue to evolve the goalposts will change and move and i wouldn't be surprised if they just make it a round figure of 70 you know all of a sudden it'll I mean, be it's 70.
0: 70 i mean it's 75 and it's just like what are you trying to say that's not nice we want to encourage 70 to 75-year-olds to work because they enjoy it. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And this is where the ageism things come in about employment because they're going, well, they keep on hiking up and going, you're being ageist. And it's just like mm. these people, <laughs> they don't want to work. Yeah. <laughs> they also probably don't have the mental capacity after 50 years of work or the physical capacity to work. Mm. But they're being forced to. Um, And it's literally like, you know if this was a private company you'd be like i'm not paying that subscription come fuck off because it gets lost somewhere you're you're doing it on piss ups you're doing it on site you're siphoning the money out i'm getting no return on this and so it kind of does make you wonder like if it was a subscription base you go i'm not going to pay for the state pension i'm going to take that subscription and put it into my own investments how many people would actually do that but obviously it would topple What's going to the government if you if you lived on that kind of subscription? Because it seems like you yeah. council tax. I don't pay council tax because I don't actually get any benefits from it, and that's what you kind of hope in a Bitcoin world. But you would lead towards where you would go. This isn't this doesn't work for me. I'm not paying.
2: Well, they don't want that and they'll never want that because ultimately yeah. it's not any money that they're going to be getting. Uh, and it, it as, as always, it's it's short-term, isn't it? Their short-term thinking of we'll take the money now and we'll worry about how we give it back to them tenfold, which is what everybody is hoping for later on down the line, and uh, and it doesn't really matter. There is an alternative to all of this, which is you don't pay into your pension and you invest the money. Don't be a baby. Episode 69. And you take it and you place it into Bitcoin. That then becomes a deflationary asset instead of an inflationary asset or an inflationary uh, commodity in terms of your pension and the money in fiat, which is being inflated away and then you'll get that money back. At this moment in time, you're not paying tax on it, but I'm sure they will probably somehow look to tax it as well. well.
0: For your pensions, for your actual contribution, your private pension, they were talking, before they did do that mini-budget, of reducing it from 40% um, tax allowance to 20%. So, you know, if you're a 40% taxpayer... You would only get. You'd actually pay twenty percent tax on it, and I was just like, that literally seals off paying into a pension anymore. I think most people just go not worth it anymore because, whilst people say, oh, you still get twenty percent, but when you come to withdraw it, we think Mm. that money, um, what is it halves in value every fifteen to twenty years. If you're twenty, you're paying into it for forty years, so I want to retire in thirty. That's now sixty. That's now one hundred and twenty. So you're actually paying um income tax on it when it comes out. So it's not actually financially worth investing to a pension at 20%, whereas 40%, you can actually still argue it is, but it is it is hold up to your 57. And if that age increases, yeah. it's it's locked up for even longer. Yeah.
1: As we always say, right, it's just the they're, they're getting the the pension age is getting closer and closer to the average age of death. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of them where it's, it's just death. when you actually work out the maths on this right so at the moment the average <laughs> or the state pension in the uk is seven thousand three hundred seventy-six quid so it so the, the people that suffer with this as always is the people at the bottom this is what is the most disgusting to me is the people that work the hardest jobs that are doing manual labor kind of the, the they, minis- they can't physically do it at 70 though can they well exactly and they're going to have to because what are you going to do you know, you don't get your seven grand pension and these people don't have any savings. So when they, see, yeah. when they hit 68, 60, 69, they can't just not work for a year. They can't just go, my hands hurt, my knees hurt. I can't do this anymore. They're going to have to because in, until they're 70, they won't get their seven grand a year. Whereas if you're a bit more wealthy, you can go, look, I'm going to retire at 65 anyway. and retire at 60 because I've managed to save up a hundred grand. And that will get me through 10 years, that the state pension won't pay me. So it's going to be, as always, the poorest are gonna are gonna suffer. And man, when you start doing the maths on this, just as I did with my dad's pension, when you start mm. rising seven grand and the average age of death, right, eighty-two, and we're getting very close to seventy now that they've already pushed it out to sixty-eight, they reckon by mid 2030. So in the next 10 years probably it's mm-hmm. gonna be gonna be that. So once you got it to 68, you've essentially got, it's 14 years. So what's, 98, what's Is it 98,000? 14 times seven. Yeah. So, so f- for me personally, I I already know the amount of taxes I've paid is fuck ton high, higher than that. So I already know I'm not getting my money's worth, which is why yeah. I don't give a shit that not, they're not going to pay me. And that is why I've taken my money out of this and gone, I don't want your bollocks seven grand a year. That's And who knows, by the time, obviously, we get to a time and age, it's another 10 years past this. So yeah, it's yeah. probably going to be, it probably will be 75 by then. So we're not talking about 14 times seven. We're talking about probably seven times seven, <laughs> which yeah. is now, oh, you're going to get 50 grand worth yeah. of pension paid out to you over your lifetime. And you go, that is just... A absolute pittance compared to the taxes that I have paid into this program. So if you say that you've worked for 50 years and you're probably
0: paying an average of two grand, say that's 100, you know well, Two grand a year?
1: Way more than for that. For the
0: state pension yep. you kind of think well that money gets divvied around but it's based, it's based upon future borrowing so it's really hard to actually pin that down and if you look at it, you go state pension in 1990 was 2.4k in 2002, it was 3.9K. 2022, it's 7.3K. So it literally is doubling. And you've got to think that in the last 20 years, it's almost doubled. And we always say, oh, yeah, money halves and valued in 15 to 20 years. If they're almost doubling it, it means that it's actually inflated a lot more um, than, what, well, 200%.
2: Well, it needs to inflate because otherwise the uh, the Ponzi scheme that it is all comes crashing down, and they don't have but, anything but at a... this moment in time to replace all that money coming in. Because don't forget, they
0: use that money to do other things behind the scenes, which what well, siphon out to contracts, put it into things like track and trace, um, do PPI. Um, but yeah, if you think about it, if they're willing to admit.
1: It's, yeah, it's almost bees cancelled.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, I, but you think I, they're I, willing to I, admit that it's almost halved?
1: We need to do some maths on the inflation rate of pensions because I think the inflation in pension is actually the real inflation rate. You know, it gets nowhere near CPI. This is flying up. <laughs> so I've got a feeling we might have actually got close to the real inflation rate of the UK. <laughs> I think
0: it's higher. So it went up significantly in the last year because they printed so much cash, but it went up like 8%. And we know that 8% isn't the number. Breaking yeah, I mean, the I'm just saying, so like, that roughly, don't from, from, from
1: 1990, to go, to go from two and a half grand to seven and a half grand in 30 years. Tripled. Yeah. Which it probably is still behind, but it's well ahead of the CPI, right? Oh, yeah. What, what what we're saying. It, so so this, this proves that the CPI... It's a better measure. Opt- yeah the, the, this like because i undoubtedly i, d- I don't doubt this, that we're still getting screwed so it's still going to oh, be yeah, behind yeah. but yeah. this is well above cpi like the cpi yeah. like, back but, in the day was probably 2 to 3%, and this this probably needs to be like, like by 12 by or 15 it's probably in reality but
0: the actual figure should be 12 to 15 yeah we talked about it was it last week or week before in the fact that cpi they pick certain products so the certain products are picked because they're uh, subsidy funded. So you think with government, um, subsidy fund grain. And so we go, we'll put grain in the baskets. And um, because they're subsidizing it, the price doesn't go up as dramatically because that's coming from the inflated money. So they're always putting it in the right places. Whereas you pick things like the beef, you pick things like energy, you pick things like housing, which you actually need to live. Those yeah. are the ones which are going to give you a more accurate representation of what inflation looks like. But... Then with energy, the one thing which does always fool you is they have price control set in place, which is why we've seen a number of energy companies go bust. Um, But anyway, one thing which I did want to say about this is I Googled the title and it came up with a Daily Mail link, classic, Ooh, and I classic. read some of the comments. So what do you think the number one comment was about? Um, Is it the actual
2: value or... Because I don't think you're you're talking
0: would... a bit too highbrow. I was on Daily Mail, mate.
2: Okay, <laughs> then <laughs> they're
0: just talking about the age. It was top comment: all to pay for illegals, comma
1: disgraceful. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, they gotta be bot, surely? Like, How are they bringing fucking immigrants into but, this conversation? But
0: literally, the comments were: we're putting illegals into hotels, and we're doing wow. and we're doing this to our own people. It's just like you're missing the trick. We need the we talk to think. Uh, At least I've spoken to Sir look about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is we we need need. the illegal because we've got um, a decrease in population. So, therefore, we need people to work. And um, also, that we don't want to do. With the Keynesian theory, you can only increase the monetary supplies of population
1: increases. Man, it it literally is the big short 2.0 because there's a quote in it by, what's his name, Steve Carell, where he goes, What do you think is going to happen at the end of this? And he's like the same that happens every time, rich people lose everyone's money. We're gonna get angry, yeah. and eventually, we're gonna blame immigrants and poor people for it all. Yeah, yeah. So it's on a story that is about the rich losing everyone's money, and the comments are, "It's the immigrants' fault."
0: What? Well,
1: what have well, they got talking to about, do with fucking any of this?
0: It's talking about the government fucking over pensioners because governments don't plan appropriately and can't budget. But it's illegals' fault. But like I said, what a lot of people don't realise is, mean your jobs, all the stuff which I think are too good to do, it's been taken by migrants, which we need to bring in, which has been exposed by the fact we had lockdowns and a lot of the migrants went back home and didn't come back, and then also the fact that we need an expanding population to fit in Keynesian
1: theory in order to expand the monetary policy. I mean, talking about governments yeah. that you love, do you want to do your Chinese stories? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is. I've been waiting. I can't believe my... it. I I, I I nearly didn't put it on because I didn't get my story from last week, so never look, kiboshed it live on the show. But um, unless he kiboshes <laughs> you now, we skip to the end. Who knows what's going on? But
0: to... uh, I did try to kibosh it for, <laughs>
1: know, prior yeah. to
2: even going on the agenda. So well, I'm, I think I'm this is so important
0: to towards a message of Bitcoin. Like, we, we talk, we've got a show to talk about Bitcoin, And it's what's happening in China. We've been waiting three years for people to stand up to tyrannical governments and push back. It's been almost three years of this going on. And it kind of, what what they've been using as controls, they've been using COVID passes. They've been been saying people have COVID. So when we've seen bank runs in provinces, they've been stopping people protesting. And now it's gone to anti-lockdown protests. They're starting to use COVID passes. And they've also started bringing tanks, armed military, and all sorts, and it's just... Yeah, it's just gone too far. And this is what we want to see of freedom. This is part of the overall picture of Bitcoin. I think it's so important towards the actual story of how Bitcoin comes in. People need to not depend upon um, fiat currency owned by the government and controlled. Because Mm. we are going down the road of CBDCs where it's going to be completely programmable. So not only your COVID pass is going to tell you to get the hell out of there. They're going to say no food for you this week. So if they continue
2: doing this and they go down this route, what's the
0: outcome of it? I think there's going to be a lot of Chinese dead people, or there's going to be an overthrown government. It's which one backs down first. Mm. And I just think that the, you know, you look at this, I'm reading a book called, what is it? um, The Failure of Nations. And it talks about these kind of governments, so it's extractive. So you've got inclusive, which is where people can profiteer, so a typical capitalist government, whereas your extractive are typically things like socialism, communism, and whatever China is at the moment. And so where they're going, the government, the people are the most important. You don't have any real property rights. And this is what China do. they boom for the first 20 years or so, which was seen by the USSR, which people forget about. But then it hits a certain point where um, it stops burning. People get really unhappy or the government starts to push down on the people too hard. And this is really what we're seeing. And it's just it's which one's going to break first. Is it going to be the people or is it going to be the government? Because yeah. the government are going to start massacring them. And there's no two two ways around that. And It's what happens in Russia. They massacred a load of people. And Russians really didn't want to stand up to their government because they don't want to end up dead. They don't want their family to end up dead.
1: The question Uh, I would ask about this, right? Because I I agree, right? So I do agree that I I like putting essentially political kind of stories in because we are trying to separate money from state. So when the state is being over-authoritarian, usually it becomes come from fiat. So Bitcoin is kind of highly political without... It's like apolitical, but also highly political at the same time. It's a very weird contrast. But the the thing I would say about these Chinese stories is, right, is I've seen it all over. I've seen The Guardian post it. I've seen The Wall Street Journal post it. These are known woke, bullshit media or publications that post a load of nonsense about all the other protests that's happened. You know, Dr. Evil, you even put in our group today to stories the chinese one getting saying they're called brave and great that they're standing up yet this time last year how dare these conspiracy theorists in the uk and america be be pre-protesting so suddenly we are being very pro-protest in china but very anti-protest and obviously our next story on this is also Trudeau coming out talking very positively about the chinese protests whereas obviously he was very anti the protest when the truckers were outside his house so my question would be, are we being fed anti-Chinese propaganda here? I Where think it's I
0: think, think it's, we're, because we're, well, it's I, think it.
1: what, I think my theory is what we're being sold is China's weak and China's being authoritarian. Oh, look, they're nearly going to fall. And some of the videos I've seen of the riots is two or three people throwing a few stones, knocking down a wall and then like 200 people behind them filming it. It's kind of gives me Jan 6 vibes of, uh, is this real? Yeah. Is is this a real riot? Or is this a bit of a staged riot yeah. where, oh, look, the Chinese government look weak. Do they? Like, do they really? I I I think they could squash this in <clears throat> 10 minutes if they wanted. Yeah. And, um, but they're
0: also, their economy is barely running at the moment. And you kind of think that China is all about growth. Like, so I speak to Sir never look about this. And it's, you've got are they A, so scared of COVID, which has barely killed anyone in China, or they B, got some ulterior motive to it, but it's at what point – so you keep on pushing the people again and again. At what point does it snap? And you're ruining the economy, and they want to be the leading world superpower. So that's what I don't get is it's not one, it's two, but I just don't understand what the end goal
1: is. It's it's strange. But the the fact is, once I see The Guardian, I saw an article of The Guardian – reporting on these riots, and they were going, they're massive, these people are brave, they're standing up to their government on these authoritarian things. That is the same fucking paper that was calling me a Nazi and a conspiracy theorist for doing the same thing a year ago. But you are still... Yeah, and I still am somehow, probably, yeah. Um, and it's just... So I just go... We also I'm a... a lot of bullshit here. So I straight away, I start to come back from it. you know. Once, once it seems like, oh, look, the, all these protesters are winning in China, and I'm being told it from everyone, I'm like, nah no, nah, I don't believe you. No, nope, no, nope, Common bullshit because you've all lied on everything else before, especially on this topic. So I, I just, at the moment, I just don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know if there's any protests in China. Who knows?
2: It'd be interesting because I don't think that the individuals in China have ever thought about protesting because it's just not in them uh you know Xiaoping rules with an iron fist and they know the consequences square, right? of it yeah ex- exactly exactly
1: well, that was a big but, protest it didn't go well but it's a they protested have, they have protested have, even. they did the hong, hong, hong kong protest as well a year yeah, yeah, yeah. ago. yeah 1300 arrests
2: well. no exactly 1300 arrests from that one and um, and it, and it's not just the individuals either. It's the families because they run such a tight ship. If you do something wrong, your whole entire family has to uh, feel the detriment of your fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and they make sure that that happens as well. Yeah.
1: Um, if, if I was to yeah. guess what's going on, I do think it's just a little mini microcosm of... They're they're, they're stress testing everything in China, if I was to to guess, which is just that they're just pushing people to their limits and then seeing how they can control people because they have them all essentially on CBDCs. They have them on a social media app and an internet that is all owned by the state. So they're going, right, if we just keep pushing them, we want them to riot. We're Mm -hmm. literally pushing Mm -hmm. them to riot status and then going, do our controls work? Can we push this million people to the point of rioting, and then cut off all their finances for them and their family, what happens? Do they stop? Do they carry on? Where do they go? What's the next tactic? What do they do? Do they start, you know, and then once they learn all this, once they learn the human condition and they learn what our responses will be, they then can prepare for that. And I think then they will go, right, when they run up the great reset to the rest of us, they go, we already know what you fuckers are going to do. We know what happens when you push it too far. We know what little point, points of pressure you're going to start pushing. And we've already got our defences in place. That would be... I, I think, I honestly... China was used as a bit of a, a beta program. It's a it's a billion people they used us to test on.
0: Yeah, it's hard to argue against because it's just so odd. And um, people... What is it? If they get test positive for COVID while they're out, so they can't go back to their house if it's in flats. So they end up sleeping in tents on the side of the street. You know, it's it's absolutely insane. And you know, like, I would say with Mister Holder, the conspiracy theorist, but it doesn't make sense one bit.
1: We end on a Bitcoin related story. Slightly. No, I was just
0: about to go and say that.
2: So how do we link that back to Bitcoin?
1: Yeah. Well, this is about this is about freedom. If you, if you if want but... to be free of it, because one of the biggest things that they can do is cut off your finances, right? So if you test positive for COVID, if you test positive for whatever thing, they can they can freeze your bank accounts. And once they have frozen your bank account, you're now you can't pay your rent, you can't buy food. But if you have Bitcoin and you got your ledger or you got your a wallet, you you still got your money. They the mm-hmm. government can't cut you off from that bit. So it would be the importance of. If, if we're right, and this is a beta program, and they're going to roll this out across everyone, having self-custody of your own wealth is going to be absolutely paramount. Because if you have that, you're taking away their biggest threat to you. They can cut you off from a lot of things. And cutting you off from your money is probably one of the easiest things they can do and also the most damaging.
2: Yeah. And obviously, and also- you keep
1: going down that hierarchy of needs because you you need your money, but then you need your energy, you need your water, you need your food. So you can keep going down that and trying to be as self-sustained as possible, which is what I'm trying to do right now. But um, the first one is very easy to do: being financially independent by having custody of your Bitcoin. Everyone can do that right now.
0: Yeah. And it's lo- you-, you know it's long term. It's taking money off the state. And so they can't do stupid policies yeah they're literally a small government who have an actual function rather than just layers of bureaucracy and edging for more and more control they are limited in what they can do they're there to serve the basic needs of what are actually needed
2: yeah Um, did you guys ever see any of the interviews with andrew tate post being cancelled And uh, he talks about the way that he was cancelled, like all of his accounts were just, you know, one by one. But the way that he was able uh, to articulate the fact that, you know, even down to his Uber account was cancelled there and then. Um, But Kanye West said it just the other day that he said his Apple Pay was cancelled. And he, he openly said, you know, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't hurt anybody. You know, I, I just said something. He's and an then, <laughs> yeah, Yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, I have no access to money, which again screams to the fact that if they can do it to him, they could do it to you and they can do it so easily.
0: Yeah, now, we of want course, every- there's
2: ways around it. But those guys do have the means to be able to, you know, get money and have money.
0: The average person doesn't. Well, this is where CBDC's nightmare comes in because it links yeah. everything together. It's literally a click yeah. of a button, bump, everything's gone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And have you seen the Balenciaga kind of fallout that's happening? That, that seems
0: that's yeah. that seems fine. Everything's perfectly normal about that. <laughs> <There's> nothing <laughs> to
1: see it. here. And, you know, and obviously, ironically, they were one of the first ones to distance themselves from Kanye when he came out around him not liking Jews. And then they've obviously now been investigated as almost part of that. People went, oh, right, Balenciaga, distance themselves from Kanye. Here Balenciaga again. Oh, they're the guys that sound $2,000 T-shirts. And and then people started digging in all these satanic (laughs) images. We have
0: got a lot of big brands, haven't they?
1: Yeah, and they've now been exposed as having a lot of kind of pro-child sex trafficking imagery and just yeah. lots of... In him. their catalogs, isn't it? Yeah, they deleted yeah. their Instagram and, and guess how many bank accounts they've had frozen or, or closed? Zero. zero. zero mm-hmm. and Zero. And it's just yeah, but you're so if you're connected to the government like... and you're part of the clan, then you're fine, but if you're speaking out against government, oh, guess what? You, you get closed now.
0: But yeah. if you're if you're truly elite, you have to fiddle kids.
1: <laughs> That's going to be a quote, yeah. <laughs> but I just it, want it, to make the highlight real even better, yeah. It's it's it worrying. Like I I, I don't know what the fuck. I don't even want to go into that one. Let's just skip the story. Of that. <laughs> let's go on to Ledger. Like at the end, let's just get to Ledger because uh, it's yeah. Because um, Ledger came out the other other day, and um, I can't remember the the actual story or how much they quoted, but essentially what Ledger said was they quoted a huge number for how much crypto uh, is stored on their devices, and that shit a lot of people up because they mm. went, well, how the fuck does Ledger know how much crypto is on their devices? Are, are they monitoring it? Do they know who they sent it to? Are they storing this stuff? So the story we've linked to. Is essentially he is the VP of engineering at Ledger. And um he's clarifying that don't worry, we haven't used any personal information. It's just so anonymous, we're using public data, and we're just I honestly don't really know what you're saying. He's trying to go, oh, we're just kind of guessing based on the blockchain, what addresses might be ours and that's where the customer funds are but he's quite vague and he gets called out a lot in the comments so my takeaway from this was well shit i use ledger quite a bit and i'm a little bit scared by this revelation that do ledger hold some type of personal information might be an ip address might it be something and is there a way if ledger were hacked is there a way of someone finding out what Bitcoin I have based on their database? Cause they've sent me a ledger eight years ago, but then what your guys take?
0: Well, this it is, worries me. It was even before this, it was when all the FTX stuff started happening. I started looking at ledger and going, can I really trust ledger? And you thought, thought I, was, but I was looking at a completely different angle. You thought I was insane. But it's just, you know, a third party involved with storing storing your well your Bitcoin. Yeah. And so it does worry me, and I'm solely dependent upon Ledger as well. So it's yes. like if I've got my data around how much I have, potentially my IP, my address, you know, all linked together, is my Bitcoin properly safe using a cold wallet? Memo, it's more than ten percent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's one of these it literally making me think like oh no i'm gonna need to yeah code my own freaking hardware wallet or something nuts, like aren't i Cause, because because a lot of their um their their code is open source you can read it yourself uh so ledger live is open source because that's where a lot of people think they're getting it from right they think ledger live uh it's not the device itself that's kind of a dumb device it's a usb <laughs> and largely just it is very, very secure, but ledger live, what people are rumored to be, be saying is well, the, the ledger live kind of works throughout the ledger and it has Correct. your balance, it has your, it has all your addresses and your totals in it. And is it sending it back up to HQ? Cause it shouldn't be, it should be just on your device and that's what people are worried about. So I don't think there's any risk of your, your funds being at risk of loss directly it's just your privacy and your wealth amount could be at risk here which isn't a good sign and look ledger is a is a shitcoin coin company at the end of the day so we expect them to make mistakes like this even though they're clarifying it and going don't worry everything's fine that we, we've had a lot of don't worry everything's fine stories over the last couple of weeks and the week later everything That's was wild. not fine <laughs> it's yeah. normally the Whenever when someone comes out and says everything's fine, that's a oh shit moment. That means the next update is oh yeah, by the way, we've had fifty million people's accounts hacked and the, their their balances all hacked along with it. So please kind of hide because everyone knows how much Bitcoin you have now. But um, yeah.
2: I saw saw an article that said sales in Trezor were up 300%. Now, Trezor is a private company, Ledger, private company. If I uh, was able to buy into either, you know, I certainly would be without a shadow of a doubt. When things like FTX has certainly come out, and obviously we've seen that people are now starting to take more self-custody off their Bitcoin, But I think equally, people are starting to wise up to the security of their Bitcoin as well, POD70. But ultimately, if we we can't trust the security of your Bitcoin using the likes of Trezor or, or Ledger, then I'm at a complete loss as to what to do next. And I'm thinking, fuck me, you know, what
0: I'm doing. I'm currently on the Trezor website having a quick look.
1: Well, i, okay, I yeah. cold card. I go on cold card. Cold card's Bitcoin only. Trezor is a shitcoin exchange as well. So cold mm. card's the one. Okay.
2: Um and I also think that this is without a shadow of a doubt, what if I was a um if I was a criminal, what I would be looking to do. I'm I I I believe there's going to be a hack into an exchange not the ones that we've just seen ftx because i don't believe that that was a hack but you must find you must be having people 24 7 trying to get into the likes of coinbase the likes of kraken gemini and equally the likes of ledger as well
1: oh yeah well people have talked about forever that the way to hack it is obviously trying to be an employee there but yeah. also they buy in chips and various devices that makes the ledger device so the supply chain is a massive risk because mm. what you could do is become an employee for a chip that is higher up in their supplier chain code in a back door it's, yeah it's external yeah 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 so it looks like a little memory chip that is 100 secure but you've coded yeah. in a very hidden Back door, let that go on to Ledger. And then once Ledger builds it in, they think it's all secure, they send it out. And you, as the guy that hacked that chip, every single person mm. that gets it, you can just walk in through the back door. So it's, it's always been the risk, which is why I always say don't update your devices too readily, keep them nice and out of date. Because if any weird update like that happens, because we know at the moment all the devices we have don't have these backdoors, because if they did, they'd all be stolen. So yeah. they don't. So we're good now. And, um, and, and and so whenever an update happens, don't update too quick. If, if if Ledger come out of a new version, a new new Ledger device or whatever, don't be the first one to buy it. Let people buy it first. Let's see what happens. But um but yeah i think the world of hardware wallets is gonna I, I i do think one of the next biggest hacks maybe we've had the exchanges maybe maybe we have a hard wallet hack maybe everyone yeah of them. yeah I, that I, I, be, I think so that could be fucking painful if um yeah <laughs> i don't even want to think so it's one of them where in reality it, this has kind of got me thinking going i need to up my game and get off hardware wallets really i probably need to try and figure out what is an open source hardware wallet type device and just kind of take a take some code off github for cold card or whatever and try and bodge something myself i don't even Mm. know because yeah otherwise you are you are you are dependent on software updates and hardware updates from suppliers and who knows what could happen You, you know Especially with government intervention as well. Whenever you think about a a single sole actor, you go, "Oh, it's going to be quite hard for them to succeed." But imagine if it was just a government play where yeah. the government essentially took control of Ledger without telling you, and then they were just going, "But no, we're going to put you all in prison for two hundred years unless you just follow this." And by the way, your head of hardware's out, your head of software's out, and we're putting our guys in, and then they send out updates to Ledger which essentially just takes custody of your funds and gives it to the US government. That That is a very... If I was the US government, that's one of the attacks I would do. So if I can think it, they can think it. Yeah. It's a risk. So on that happy note, I think we're out.
2: Yeah. We are out. That was pod number 76 brought to you by the four Bs. The four Bs, namely... Myself, Sir Neverlook, aka The Excellence of Execution, Dr. Evil 10%, aka the People's Champ, Mr. Orlin, aka the trillion dollar man, and she was here, but she was never here. Still, even with multiple viewers, Mrs. No Show. Peace.